Welcome to Shortcut the Sunday. I'm Ben. And I'm Bruce. And this is your podcast for September 18th, 2022, Proper 20, the 15th Sunday after Pentecost in year C. And we are coming to you not live. On behalf of Holy Family Episcopal Church in Fishers, Indiana, Bruce, how are you? I have grease under my fingernails. <laughs> okay. We're just, nope, we're just going to leave it. We're going to leave it. <laughs> no, uh, Bruce. Uh, what do you mean, Grease? Clean yourself, man. What's the matter well, with you? just a little bit, but I've been spending um, the evenings this past week working on my 1967 MG sports car. Oh. Which, saying it that way makes it sound a lot better than it is. <laughs> and the, well, no, no, no. The MG7 is a paragon of... <laughs> Muscle car activity from from the from the sixties. Well, I I have a, a friend whose dad was a race car driver for Porsche, mm-hmm. and he used to describe MGs as having the sound of a Porsche and the power of a bug. <laughs> <laughs> but you're souping it up, right? A little little no, nitro. I'm just trying to get it running. <laughs> if the yeah, if the gears can turn. Then oh yeah, it's a cute green convertible. Oh cool, yeah, very cool. I look a little bit like a clown getting out of a clown car when I go in and out of it, but it's worth it. Bruce Gray Grease Monkey, how about it? Yeah, yeah. All right, I've long worked on old cars. The crazy okay, MGs are a a universe unto themselves. I won't bore people with many details. I'll just give you this. Basically, when they were built, as each one was built, whichever menu manufacturing personnel were working on it got to make their own decisions quality mm. control is not big so there are springs that keep the carburetor going properly which is what mixes the gas and the air so car will go mm-hmm. if you look now at the experts so some of them self-appointed there should be two springs Then you look further. Oh, no, there should be three springs. Look further. There are four springs that are possible. Okay. Mine had five. (laughs) (laughs) So part of the challenge this week was figuring out where to put that fifth spring. Last night, I finally found two holes and a logic to why it would work. Okay. Being put there. So... I couldn't resist putting that in and got some grease under my fingernails the night before church. I apologize. No, that's all right. This I'm looking at pictures here. Uh, M, an MG, this is a cute car. An MGB from 1967. This is a really cute car. British Racing Green. Very nice. All right. Well, uh, and, they're, and they're cheap as dirt. So. I, I also have grease under my fingernails. Do tell why. Uh, we had pizza. <laughs> After church today, uh, uh, welcoming new choir members. Uh, so I, a very, a very different, hard-earned grease under my fingernails. Thank you for taking one for the team. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Uh, so, but yeah. Um, By the way, I reserve the right to use that two versus five spring image in a sermon. Okay. But yeah. Hopefully, I won't. <laughs> Heard it here first. Yeah, tuck it away for later. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, yeah. So we had we we had uh, we had that pizza party today. Uh, we're celebrating uh, this coming uh, Sunday, uh, September eighteenth. Will be our our, our uh, reformation. <laughs> yeah, um, kicking off Sunday school. Yeah. at nine a.m. Yeah, Sunday school for adults and children alike, all ages. Uh, and the adults uh, will uh, get an update as to what happened at a uh, convention. Yeah, the general convention of the Episcopal Church. Uh-huh. I was a deputy to that, mm-hmm. which is a Episcopal word for delegate. There you go. There you go. Deputized by his congregation. Um, Actually, by the diocese. By the diocese. Yeah. I take it back. Um, and. Uh, and yeah, so uh, lots lots of things going on. Yeah. So so set those alarms for eight o'clock if you're going to if you're usually a ten o'clocker. Mm-hmm. Set your alarm for eight o'clock and join us at nine. Uh, if you're an eight o'clocker, keep doing what you're doing. Just plan on uh, staying staying out, around, staying a, little around a little longer. Yeah. Um, and so of course there we'll, will be coffee ready. Yeah. At nine, no donuts till after the ten o'clock service. Sure, 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 sure. Unless you bring your own. That's true. You are indeed welcome. Byod. To bring <laughs> yeah, bring your own donut or cereal. Your cereal, yeah. 
Or bagel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or egg sandwich. Or um, let's. Fruit's uh, always good. <laughs> there you go. Well, let's move to our uh, our uh, this day in church history yes. segment. Um, we're going to start back in 1821 uh, A.D. We see the death of Theodolf, uh, the Bishop of Orleans, in a monastery of Angers. And I just <laughs> really enjoy all the words here. Um, but it's also notable in that it has a side note to this entry. Uh, so not only do we see the, uh, the death of the bishop uh, on September 18th, but the Catholic Encyclopedia gives December 18th as his date of death. So it's interesting that there is not consensus by way of three months. Uh, uh, de- definitely the 18th that seems to be right, but a disagreement as to uh, 821. Oh, 821. Okay. So not not recent. There's no. reason for discrepancy. I just find it interesting that it's yeah. like, oh, no, no, not that 18th of a month. This 18th of a month. Well, the, okay. this uh, I'll, I'm grabbing another tangent and running with it. In We don't do that here. Sometime in the 1700s, there was uh, international effort to get calendars straightened out, mm-hmm. and so dates changed. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so you can go into I I can do it East Coast cemeteries. Um, that's close as I can get to exotic, and there will be someone's birth and death dates. And it might say old style. Oh, okay. oh, cool. So okay. then you can translate in your brain what actually dates those were by current standards. Cool. But there was there's a famous local beer in Chicago called Old Style. Old Style, yeah. So, no, I, remember, I know Old Style. Yeah. So I took a, a picture of the grave of one of our first Episcopal bishops because it said Old Style on it. Mm, and I took a picture. <laughs> Of old style myself. Uh, In uh, 1519, we see another death. This is this of John Collette, English scholar, Catholic reformer, and friend of Erasmus. Oh, neat. Um, So that uh, we see uh, his death then. Uh, 1634, Annie Hutchinson arrives from England to Boston, Massachusetts, and I love the way that this is worded. Where she will rouse controversy (laughs) and eventually be banished. No reference to what it is. To what it is. <laughs> Just too much for our delicacy. Yeah, 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 yeah. So much. So many things. Uh, 16, five years later, 1639, Connecticut observes its first annual Thanksgiving Day as a colony following heated debate whether or not setting aside a specific day will prompt people to neglect thanking God on other days. <laughs> Or as my wife says, why don't people eat turkey year round? <laughs> Seriously, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I find that interesting. That reminds me quite a lot of like, oh, uh, how dare you heal people on the yeah. Sabbath? Like, you know, if we gave give we give God thanks on this day, what keeps the you know mm-hmm. the lowborn uh, from just forgetting about it the rest of the year? <laughs> We are idiots. Uh, 1860, Pope Pius IX's army, attempting to defend the Papal States from takeover by secular Italian forces, suffers defeat at Castelfidardo. Uh, The Pope loses lands uh, the papacy has mismanaged for centuries. (laughs) So, I... I enjoy that. Um, uh, 1884, we see that uh, another death of Jerry McCauley, founder of New York's Water Street Mission, a pioneer among American rescue missions. Uh, so we see his his uh, his death on that date. 1895, Booker T. Washington uh, delivers his Atlanta Compromise address. Oh, uh, so I didn't know that was uh, this day. I don't know, know any of this was this day. I don't know why I was made this statement. But, ditto, ditto, uh, ditto. 1905, another death of Scottish clergyman George MacDonald, who wrote novels to support himself. MacDonald's writings will capture C.S. Lewis's imagination, convincing him, and I love this, that true Christianity is not uninteresting. <laughs> It's just one of those entries where, like, I need to know more about why you worded it that way. Uh, But, uh, hey, there you go. C.S. Lewis found true Christianity not uninteresting. Um, 
it kind of implying that at one point in time he did find it. Yeah, find it he did. Uh, and uh, you know what? Let's be honest. Haven't we all at some point in time? Uh, you know what? This is kind of what am I doing here? Uh, if you're not questioning it, uh, you haven't thought about it. <laughs> you're I guess just so. not trying. <laughs> uh, 1938, the Church of Constantinople ex- uh, accepts the formerly uh, united parishes of North America as a new Orthodox diocese and consecrates Orestes Chornock to be their bishop. He will be active on many fronts, convening the diocese's first convention, supporting the formation of its youth organization, and leading in the formation of an Orthodox seminary. Um, Did so, it say what the name of the diocese is? Uh, da, 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 da. No. Okay. Uh, no, it doesn't. Uh, it just says, uh, it, so it's the whatever the next formation of the Church of Constantinople is. Um, well, I'm thinking it might be the Diocese of North America or something. Oh, it might be. Yeah, it might be. It does not say. Okay. Uh, the authority for the date comes from Orthodox Wiki, <laughs> which is a site I did not know existed. It probably will say what the name of the diocese is. Yep. Uh, 1950, Bishop Makarios, man, I butchered his name. Sorry, Bishop, uh, is elected the Orthodox Archbishop uh, and Ethnarch. Ethnarch? Ethnarch? Is that a word you know? E T. It looks like they're about to spell Ethan. Uh, e T H N A R C H. Ethnarch of Cyprus. I don't know. It's a word I don't know. He will quickly move to the forefront of efforts to end British rule in Cyprus and eventually will be exiled by the British uh, government. Surprise, surprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 1959, he will negotiate a compromise agreement for an independent Cypriot republic and will be elected the first president of the Republic of Cyprus. However, his situation will prove so difficult that the Greeks will attempt to assassinate him, (laughs) and Turkey will eventually invade the island in 1974, seizing 40% of its territory. Uh, So, let me... I I knew, in a sense, the secular history there, the politics, but I didn't realize there was an Orthodox bishop in the midst of it. What is an ethnarch? Tell me! The ruler of a nation of people. <laughs> Thanks, internet. Uh, <laughs> uh, lastly, but not but least. But they do want to sell you one. There, there you go. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> For $9.99. Uh, 1975, uh, for the first time in Chile's history, its annual Te Deum prayer service that commemorates national independence is not led by the Roman Catholic Church, but by the Methodist Pentecostal Church. Whoa. Uh, what year was that? 1975. Wow, I didn't know it was that long ago. Yeah, yeah. So and it's still a, a political slash religious divide there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure. A, lot, a fair amount of a political uh, religious divide down in in South, South America. America. Yeah, yeah. And usually, it's to oversimplify it: Pentecostal versus Roman Catholic. Right. Yeah. Ro- yeah. Very, very much uh, reminds one, I think, or it reminds me of uh, kind of like a the 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 British uh, um, uh, rule where it like stretches all the way around the globe because of its influence and it slowly Hmm. loses uh, influence throughout the world and colonies separate and break away. Very similar. I I feel to like kind of the Roman Catholic church where it spread, you know, worldwide and then slowly influences kind of eat away at that. And it Mm -hmm. becomes a little bit more, uh, um, normalized between different uh different different groups it is different in that um the pentecostal group it's not its own denomination but pentecostal community of christians i'll say has been very aggressive mm. in bad-mouthing the roman catholics and being very aggressive in saying you're not going to go to heaven um, right, which is which is within all of our human power to be able to say. Right. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, and so that's part of the, as an outsider only, part of the entertaining portion of it is the Roman Catholics, uh, depending on how traditional they are, saying, unless you're Roman Catholic, you're not getting into heaven. And the Pentecostal saying, unless you're Pentecostal, you're not getting into heaven. And then they each promote different political candidates and things like that. Mm-hmm. So it's... Wow, how many layers can we be divided on? <laughs> right, right. 
Uh, that, that always makes me think of, <laughs> I won't, I won't, I won't get into it too much, but I, that makes me think of the joke from a movie about, uh, people finally do get into heaven and they were like, or, or, or no, a whole bunch of people get into hell uh-huh. and they were like, ah, man, what was the real, what was the right religion? And they were like, oh, I'm sorry. We were looking for Mormonism. Oh, Mormonism was the correct answer. <laughs> South Park. <laughs> yeah, 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 it was. <laughs> Dang! Oh man, <laughs> never saw that coming. Uh, and then all all the Mormons in heaven making macaroni pictures. Uh, <laughs> they're a funny group of guys. They're they're really really smart too. Uh, well, let's move on to our reading for the day. And and sure. in in light of uh in light of this bad mouthing of of you know one religious group to another, I haven't read it yet, but. Let's read from Amos. He's usually He's angry. Always yeah. <laughs> He's angry about stuff. Let's see how this fits in. Amos uh, chapter 8, verses 4 through 7. Hear this, you that trample on the needy and bring to ruin the poor of the land, saying, When will the new moon be over so that we may sell grain? And the Sabbath, so that we may offer wheat for sale. We will make the epa small and the shekel great, and practice deceit with false balances, buying the poor for silver and the needy for a pair of sandals, and selling the sweepings of the wheat. The Lord has sworn by the pride of Jacob, surely I will forget any of their deeds. Yeah, he's not happy here. Uh, That's um, right. Um, Classic. Right. Uh, so what are we, what are we, I, I, what are we talking about here? Because I, I, I can pick up parts of it that, that make sense to me. I mean, uh, uh practicing deceit with false balances that would be cooking the books, uh, of, right. of a way, in a way to, to make those indebted to you, uh, never seem to be able to get out. That kind of, it seems to be what he's talking about. And I know that selling the sweepings of the wheat, uh, if memory serves me correctly, it, it, uh, was practiced that whatever was left on the threshing floor would be gathered up and given to the poor right. uh, because it wasn't worth uh, uh, trying to rebundle. And it was, wasn't always really the, the best part of the literally mixed with dirt. Right. Right. It would. Yeah. So, so, so talking about a... selling the sweepings of the wheat was, is like trying to not only a not giving anything to the poor, but B also selling kind of, less than quality uh, uh product uh to to the people who come in and, and buy presumably stuff un, unsuspecting yeah. right 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 so but i don't understand things about like uh when will the new moon be over so that we can sell grain what's keeping them from part of the religious calendar okay okay so there's a period of time where they're not allowed to sell their crops and yeah and they're rather than so so where it talks about in the sabbath uh, ending. Uh, so they're they're already they're looking past their religious duties and their spiritual uh, relationship with God in the hopes of getting back to uh, making money, uh, uh, deceiving people, and uh, overall uh, being terrible terrible folks. Yeah, they can't they can't wait to start cheating people again. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, what is this part about, though, about making the epa small and the shekel great? I'm not great with my denominations of <laughs> monetary <Ancient> funds. <laughs> yeah, uh, I know. I know. Uh, I know. Epa and shekel are denominations. Uh, I just don't know. Like, I don't know if, enough about it. What's the What's the equivalent? Is an epa a like a quarter and a, a shekel is a penny or? Good guess. Um, an epa is actually a. a measure of weight oh so okay it's not a denomination of money at all right okay. but they're um you know making the epa small when you say i want to buy three epas of wheat please um you know the the old uh butcher shop thing putting their thumb on the scale right so that they're actually going to receive two epas Right. For the price of three. Gotcha. Okay. And then the shekel. The shekel is, oh, that, you know, these three epas will cost 10 shekels. Well, you know, yesterday was six shekels. Oh, you know, can't help that. You know, supply chain. <laughs> okay. There you go. All right. Um, uh, so this is, this is kind of like, um, 
this is kind of like a Jesus and the and the uh, money changers in the temple kind of a thing, right? Oh yeah. Um. Uh. Why though? Like, uh, why is this drawing the ire of Amos? Why is this? It's. Well, because other than the fact that it's terrible, you know, terrible practice. <laughs> yeah. But um, I'm just looking at one quick thing. Sure. Um, yeah, the the new moon it has a special religious observance for everyone uh, that would keep people from having their stores open, mm. being able mm. to do retail business. So. We, one of the mistakes we make as Christians is saying, oh, okay, the God of the Old Testament is the big meanie. The God of the New Testament is the nice one. <laughs> right, right, right. This is one of those places where we say, no, here's God is a nice one, but it sounds harsh because he's criticizing people who are doing evil. Gotcha. Um, and just as Jesus preached about, Amos very much preached about God paying attention to how people treat others who are less than themselves as a way of evaluating what kind of human being a person is. Mm. So Jesus and various prophets talked about, we had this a couple Sundays ago about don't invite people who you, you know will pay you back. Right. Uh, but instead look for the people that are less than you because they're the ones who are really in need of a good meal. Yeah. Um, what about this? Uh, the, I, I want to sit with this phrase here too. Uh, buying the poor for silver and the needy for a pair of sandals. Um, why would these people want to buy anybody? Like, are, are they? Um, is it? Is he referring to like uh, slavery? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. What's technically called debt slavery? Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So, so uh, whether whether they owe you money or uh, something as small, seemingly small as a pair of sandals, right. you put them into debt, the equivalent of debtor's jail, except it's where you have to work it off and yeah. But it's most and then you go back to the deceit with false balances and be like, oh no, that's a you haven't know. worked enough, right? Yeah, yeah, it, and it would be to directly benefit the the person who. Put the person, put the poor person into that status. It's not that it's supporting the legal system of uh, a certain municipality or something to have the debtor's prison um, working people. It's instead, yeah, I need some more people working in the fields. I'm going to say you owe me, but at a death, and I know you can't pay that. So welcome to my field. <laughs> Here's a threshing shear, mm -hmm. and yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Bring your own hat. <laughs> we don't provide those. I can give you one, but that'll be three more days in the field. Right. <laughs> and you have to give it back uh, at the end of it. Uh, so I, I suppose that that begs the question: Why is this being allowed? Why is this a thing? Why is this? Why is it? Is it even in existence for Amos uh, to be angry about? Uh, just justifiably so, but. Uh, you know, why, why is the kingdom allowing this kind of practice? That's what God wants to know. Ah, uh, okay. This is, um, this is part of Amos's telling the people what God's upset about. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And again, Hebrew scriptures have extremely insightful descriptions of real human behavior rather than idealized descriptions of what a religious person does. Mm -hmm. So here are people that know everything that anyone else knows at the time and are choosing to live lives of deceit and exploitation of others. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, so this is only like four verses long. Uh, in a chapter, is there is this part of a uh, bigger rant and tirade? Does yeah. it go on for quite a while? 
about oh. the same kind of a topic, or is it like, and another thing? <laughs> it goes on for the rest of the chapter, which has 14 verses in it. Okay, okay. Um, and then a new rate starts. Gotcha. So what else? What else are they? What 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 else are they messing up? What are they doing wrong? While we're while we're here in it with, with here, Amos, uh, what else should they not be doing? Um, let's see. <laughs> Most of this is what's what are going to be the consequences of living an unethical life? Mm. Um, that. Well, okay, our passage ends with, The Lord is sworn by the pride of Jacob. Surely I will never forget any of their deeds. Um, and then it goes on to um, God messing around with the sun, um, no longer accepting the feasts, mm. not giving two shakes about your songs of lamentation, um, sackcloth sackcloth on all loins and baldness on every head <laughs> <laughs> that is an unpleasant way to live gotcha i can see why they didn't have that in the sunday reading <laughs> yeah yeah a little bit yeah youth group would be giggling <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so, so we've talked about before how, like, the, the, one of the common uh, um, ways to do things are blessings and curses. Yeah. Amos is just curses. <laughs> <laughs> you should be doing this and curse you. Curse you. Because you're not. Curse you, curse you, curse you. <laughs> yeah. He, and in many ways, Amos, yeah, he is repeating what the curses were, were going to be yeah. when the covenant was made with God. Right. It's like, so it's not... God is punishing these people. It's, this is the natural consequence right. of your actions, which you were told about numerous times by <clears throat> Moses and everyone after him. Right. If you want to hear the blessings again, how about you stop doing yes. this and then we'll talk. <laughs> Until then, baldness. Well, <laughs> well, there's a reason in our... Um, the way we have our Bible set up is that next to Amos is Hosea. Ah, there you go. Happy Hosea. Um, and they're basically talking about the same stuff. But yes, Hosea talks about the blessings and Amos talks about the curses. Hmm. So and Hosea so, is like the motivational speaker of like, yes. come on, guys, you can do it. And Amos <laughs> is like, you are scum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to itch unpleasantly. Right. Right. Okay. Um, I like it. I like it. It's what you've brought on yourself. Our Old Testament yin and yang. Yeah. Um, and that's the cool thing about the Bible is both are preserved right next to each other. Right. On purpose. Yeah. For this reason. To yeah. blow our minds a bit. Yeah. Very cool. Wait, God is this? Wait, wait God is that? Wait, humans are this? Wait, humans are that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, anything else about this uh, relatively short passage? Keep... It, Amos is short enough, it's worth reading the whole thing. There you go. What is it, uh, 10 chapters? 10, 11? Well, I think you might be right on the money, but I'll double check. Um, or is it nine? <laughs> eight, seven, <laughs> six? Nine. Nine, okay. All right. Followed by Obadiah. No, there you go. Okay. Obadiah. So Hosea comes first? Yeah. The blessing and then the curse. Yeah, Got it. I, I don't know if people keep reading otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> now nope, I'm done. This yeah. Old Testament. This is terrible. Damn, this man. guy is really under my skin. Uh, let's move on to our psalm reading then for the day. Psalm 113. We get to read the whole psalm. Praise the Lord. Praise, O servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord from this time on and evermore. From the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. The Lord is high above all nations and his glory above the heavens. Who is like the Lord our God, who is seated on high, who looks far down on the heavens and the earth? He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap to make them sit with princes, with the princes of his people. He gives the barren woman a home, making her the joyous mother of praise, or children. Uh, praise the Lord. Um, relatively short here. Uh, mm -hmm. is, uh, do we know? Th this reads to me like a poem. Um, a, well, a, sir, it is. 
Right. But they all are. <laughs> right, right. A poem as opposed to, like, I don't know as if this is necessarily, this doesn't strike me as a hymn oh. uh, uh, per se. This is this is more like a like poetry piece that was designed for that purpose. Not, not for, for reading, not for singing. I'm not sure if there's necessarily a difference, but it... There can be. And I hate to say this. Am I wrong? Yeah. It's the other way around. It <laughs> it's is the other way around. <laughs> it is a hymn. Okay. This is, yeah, it's... Part of a, a foursome of, or fivesome, of praise hymns. Oh, okay. That are right next to each other. They're gathered together. Um, this is the first one that goes through 118. Hmm. And each one having a um, similar praise God. Here's a way to praise God. Here's a way to praise God. Here's a way to praise God. And one hmm. of the th thoughts about this collection is that the first two 113 114 were sung before a pass before the passover meal mm -hmm. and the rest were sung after oh okay so this is the opening hymn gotcha um do we have an idea as to like when so so this this quadra him uh was was kind of put together well they were gathered together um and i'm just scanning a couple things yeah i don't see anything that says look even looking through various commentaries that say when it was written um or or even a we ha we know it was in use by X era, mm -hmm. um, but it is considered sort of one of the greatest hits mm. within the Psalms. Um, and one of the one of the interesting things to me is the first part, well, verses two, three, and four um, talk about. God's glory in the heavens, mm -hmm. and then the rest of one thirteen um, has a construct that makes it think, makes it look like it's probable that that part was sung by a choir as a. This is the rest of the world praising God. Mm. So it, it even the word choices and the verse structure was part of the hymn construction gotcha okay um yeah so uh rising of the sun to setting uh yeah this really is all right so the more i read it fine it does read a uh, <laughs> very joyful noise e um um uh, raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap uh, to sit with princes with the princes of his of his people um, there's so this kind of does does it this give the reader of the time also or the singer of the time uh, um, kind of like hooks and memories to other stories within uh the old testament because um lifting uh those from lower stations there's there's some of those well, stories yeah. uh, barren women uh yeah. uh, it's uh Sarah. The, right well right. and not just yeah not just Sarah. not I mean, just Sarah. it's a repeated theme yeah so um is that is that by design is that yeah. is that it, it designing to 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 make them a call out yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so that's interesting. Um, and the other thing that's the other general thing about this psalm is that with these two portions, the the praise within heaven and the praise over and with the whole earth, mm -hmm. there's um, the transcendent nature of God. And the day-to-day -day nature of God, mm -hmm. and this, like many portions of the scriptures, places the two with each other 
and inseparable from each other um, and not compromise in either one. Hmm. So it's, it's out of this psalm and so many other places where it's quite easy to develop the concepts of free will. Okay, yeah, of, I can see humanity. that. Of humanity. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, that's why Amos gets to get angry. <laughs> Very <laughs> but, true. Yeah, within um, the theology of the Hebrew Scriptures, within Jewish theology, the concept of free will is so important, and the Episcopal Church thoroughly agrees, so that when someone tries to claim God sent down the lightning bolt to smite my neighbor, hooray, um, the scriptures say, no, that, that happens to everyone, regardless of just or unjust, because God has set the natural forces of the world in motion, and we have the free will to know not to stand under a tree when the lightning comes. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. 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 And, by, and sadly, Christianity actually seems to fight that theology yeah, pretty consistently, even though the Christian version of it is so new. Right. So that's why the Episcopal Church stands with the uh, need to emphasize free will and the dynamics of how is God limited? Mm -hmm. Limited because God cannot force humans to do anything. Decides not to. Yeah. Yeah. Decides not to. Yes. Yeah. God decides to be self-limiting. Yeah. Um, interesting. Anything else about our psalm for the day? Even though it, even though it seems just like a piece of fluff, it is deep. So it's a good one. Hey, look, fluff, to... fluff usually is pretty deep. <laughs> the best fluff is. But... <laughs> is it nap time? Uh, but yeah, so it, it's yet again a good one to come back to over and over because I bet every time we look at it, we'll see something different. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, it is so rich in meaning. Well, let's move on to our gospel reading, uh, which is a little lengthier uh, than, than, than normal. Usually it's only about 10 verses or less. This, this time it's 13. Uh, Luke chapter 16, verse 1 through 13. Then Jesus said to the disciples, there was a rich man who had a manager and charges were brought to him that this man was squandering his property. So he summoned him and said to him, what is this that I hear about you? Give me an accounting of your management because you cannot be my manager any longer. Then the manager said to himself, what will I do now that my master is taking the position away from me? I am not strong enough to dig and I am ashamed to beg. I have decided what to do so that when I am dismissed as manager, people may welcome me into their homes. So summoning his master's debtors one by one, he asked the first, how much do you owe my master? He answered a hundred jugs of olive oil. He said to him, take your bill, sit down quickly and make it 50. Then he asked another, how much do you owe? He replied, a hundred containers of wheat. He said, take your bill and make it 80. And his master commended the dishonest manager because he had acted shrewdly. For the children of this age are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than are the children of light. And I tell you, make friends for yourselves by means of dishonest wealth, so that when it is gone, they may welcome you into the eternal homes. Whoever is faithful in a very little is faithful also in much, and whoever is dishonest in a very little is dishonest also in much. If you that if then you have not been faithful with the dishonest wealth, you who will entrust to you the true riches? And if you have not been faithful with what belongs to another, who will give you what is your own? No slave can serve two masters, for a slave will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. Uh, this is one of those times where I think the uh, parable that is being told here uh, hits the modern reader. Yeah. Because you're like, I'm sorry. Wait. <laughs> what what happened here what do you what <laughs> all right so let's so let's start near the top here uh first of all 
um, uh, manager of a rich dude is in trouble. Uh, I don't know why it's phrased this way because uh, he goes, the, the, the rich man says, what is this to hear about you? One, give me an accounting of your management. Two, you're fired. Three. <laughs> okay, so, you know, I, so why why would I why would I even I'm, we're done the the story would end there normally <laughs> like yeah Pat, what's se- going on here security will escort you out right exactly what's going on here I hear like you're you're doing a terrible job you're fired now explain to me the math <laughs> <laughs> well again parable. Make your head explode right. so you rethink it. Right. And I think part of this is that the parable meaning is, wow, no matter how much we cheat God, God never completely throws us out. Mm. Mm-hmm. That we, we still get to be in relationship with the, in this case, the rich man. Yeah. The rich yeah. man. Um, uh, well, yeah, so people reading this one said, yeah, no, that's, this isn't going to happen. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> uh, um, so, yeah, the, the, the next thing is, is reasonable. Uh, hey, look, I, I'm, I'm, too, I'm too pretty for the fields. Yes. I'm, uh, you know, uh, so well, I got to have to giggle when I, I read this gospel. Right, <laughs> on Sunday. <laughs> um, and and uh, so I gotta, I gotta figure something out. I gotta, I got, I, I should. Uh, I'm already gonna get fired. Uh, ironically, for squandering his property, I'm gonna squander it further for, to my advantage, uh, and uh, uh, make people like me by making sure they owe less. Another thought process that doesn't quite right. hold up when you think about it. Like your master already doesn't trust what you've been doing. <laughs> Is he gonna trust these scribbled in entries? Like um, after I've told you that I'm gonna fire you? No, <laughs> no. I'm gonna we're we're gonna get an independent examiner. We're from the outside. We're gonna come back in and we're gonna figure all this out. None of this should stand, right? Uh, which is also you know kind of kind of an odd part to the to it. But he does. He goes and he he. Um, has conversations with all the rich man's debtors and writes down their bills so that when they he's, write down their bills, they write down their bills. Okay. So it's in their handwriting. Gotcha. And they are the actors on it. He basically, which is another, like, it's sort isn't of, it his books that matter? Not theirs. What the thing? Well, first of all, it's a parable. So to try to make it historical is useless sure but the what people scholars and others have said picture this the guy maybe the easiest way to picture it is the guy has on his desk the contract and says i'm going out for a cup of coffee do you want anything Mm. and um you know the way these way contracts are modified is they have to be in your handwriting um right and you know, I'll, I'll sign it when I get back, um, but I'll go get my coffee now. So I was more, I, I was actually, as you were explaining that, I did, my brain did come up with a way uh, okay. that, that this, that this does work. And that one of the ways that a manager would do a very poor job uh, managing the property of the rich man is by not keeping books at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so call it like, maybe this is the process of calling in all the creditors, like, shoot. How much do you owe? <laughs> right. All right. All right. No, we're we're just gonna make it fifty. Make it fifty. Backdate it. When was that? <laughs> Spring. The first harvest. Sure. 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 Here it goes. Here's the entry. There you go. And, and creating the books, like he wasn't doing his job to begin with. Mm-hmm. Like he just had a position in a station and uh, uh, got paid for it, and that was great, and did no work whatsoever. <laughs> that is entirely as plausible as any of the other explanations I've ever heard for this. Okay. So pretty good work, Ben. Yeah, there we go. All right, all right. Well, but, okay, so just to, to give equal time, there's also a very unlikely scenario where the guy who's got fired reduces the debt of the 
debtors by his own commission. Oh, okay. So the landowner will look to, oh, okay, you're giving up your commission. Um, in order to make it, in order to, to make it right. Yeah, in order to make but that a, kind of undercuts the, the 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 tone of the I better be nice to his creditors so I have a place to stay when I get kicked out on the street. Well, and also it doesn't say they paid anything. True, true, true. true. If, if if it said they were overjoyed and paid their debts, right, which it doesn't, then that would make it make sense as an allegory. Uh, but yeah, it doesn't fly that what this guy right. is doing has any um, recommended recommended (laughs) (laughs) any recommendation for how we live our real lives gotcha yeah because if he wasn't doing anything then uh then the questions from the rich man are rhetorical in nature give me an accounting of your management you don't have any do (laughs) you yeah you can't be my manager anymore (laughs) anymore You can. You have you to. You never did your job in the first place. You have place. to stop doing the work you never did. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Um, uh, and and yeah, one can also even imagine, especially in uh, in light of the Amos reading, uh, mm-hmm. that yeah, there's no indication that these ma- the master's debtors are even taken to this quote unquote act of kindness. Yeah. Like uh, it's entirely possible. They're like, how much did you owe? Oh, a hundred jugs of olive oil. I was never going to be able to pay that back. Uh, okay. Make it 50. I'm just, yeah. I'm never going to be able to pay that back. <laughs> never. Right. <laughs> okay. Thanks. <laughs> Let's cut infinity in half. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, exactly. There we go. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And I'll work that off <laughs> in my third generation of never right. <laughs> yeah I, and i think that's the point of the parable yeah is that the forgiveness that we receive from god is infinitely valuable and more than we could ever earn right right so then let's and that's and that and, and the parable ends with uh, oh yeah the the Rich man praised him and said, great job. And that's when we come out of the parable and Jesus says, yeah, do that. (laughs) Wait, uh, like make friends for yourselves by means of dishonest wealth. None of that rings in your head as like nodding along, nodding (laughs) along. Wait, what? Wait, what did the man say? What did that guy just say? Well, make friends by dishonesty of dishonest wealth. Like what? What? It's a crazy verse set of verses that our Bible translations do very little to help us with because clear, clearly verse 10 through 13 are, are sayings. Yes, yes. But it doesn't say, oh, and Jesus started to give us sayings. Mm. So we don't know when the sayings start and the parable ends. Got it. Okay. Um, so it's quite possible that the parable ends with verse 8. And verse nine is a completely different thought. Mm, okay. Which, for people who don't have a Bible in front of them, that, and I tell you, make friends for yourselves by means of dishonest wealth. That that is a completely different thought that is more connected with verse ten following than the preceding parable. Yeah, I'm just looking at uh, where we added punctuation. Uh, it's yeah. an open-ended quote by Jesus, actually. Mm-hmm. So there's a then Jesus said to the disciples, quote, there's the beginning of the quote, there's not an end to the quote. Yeah. We just, just have a second, going. we have a second beginning quote in verse 10. Mm-hmm. So there's not, there's no indication as to when uh, uh, Jesus's uh, yeah parable ends or mm-hmm. And, and he picks up a new. Uh, um, so that isn't kind of interesting. Um, 
but yeah, the, so this idea of making friends uh, by means of dishonest wealth. Um, so which st- word there bothers you the most? Well, it's not friends. <laughs> <laughs> Low hanging fruit. Yeah. Uh, um, I th- I suppose the phrase would. It's got to be dishonest. Uh, because the, 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 the phrase makes sense, but weird sense. If it just says wealth, uh, make friends for yourself by means of wealth. Like, okay, I get it. Make a lot of money, give it to people, make friends that way, you know, give get up, elected to high office. Right. Get, yeah. Get <laughs> elevated to this position and have money and power and give that away. That story makes sense. Make friends for yourself by means of something you you know th- that's dishonest oh that, no that, that's not me i don't know doing dishonest things well okay so the greek here mm-hmm. instead of dishonest wealth the they it could be translated as um manna of unrighteousness Okay, those are two wildly different things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, manna of unrighteousness. And manna is a Greek Greek version of the Hebrew term, which we say the same way now. Right. And in Hebrew, the connotation is that in which you trust. Okay. So now it's getting way different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, because I was going to say that possibly the translation it means that it is meaning to say that wealth in of itself is inherently dishonest. Yeah, and that's not what it's saying. And that's not, not what it's saying. That yeah. would be an, be an easier way mm-hmm. to interpret it and be like, oh, I see what you, you worded it weird, Jesus, yeah. but I, I get you. <laughs> You know, I'll just get to the monastery and I'll go into heaven. Right, 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 right. Uh, far be it for me to, you know, question the syntax of <laughs> my Lord and Savior, but could have been better. But, you know, it's fine. Uh, but, yeah, no, that makes it even more interesting. So, sorry, say it, say that again. Say sure. it, say, so um, it means um, that in which you trust. That in which you trust. And mana of, means. Of, that's the mana part. Yeah, okay. And then. The what gets translated dishonest really is unrighteous. Okay. So not of God. Right. So when you're not so okay, here's the really stupid example that popped into my head. Bring it. This is the place. This is the place. The time is now, Bruce. I'm going to make (laughs) my friends through Amateur sports leagues. Okay. So that when my life falls apart, I have my teammates that'll help pick me up, mm-hmm. even though they're otherwise complete jerks to the rest of the world. Okay. Uh, because I am wise in the ways of the world. Gotcha. Uh, so, so in, in that example, the assumption is. You're living your life righteously. Mm-hmm. So putting yourself in these positions with other other people where let's reuse the word dishonesty or, yeah. or unri- where unrighteousness exists, where dishonesty exists. If you can ingratiate yourself in a, into a friendship in those circles, essentially the light of God will be will still be seen by them and will pass to them and you'll be you able mean, to I don't know what it is but yeah right and you'll and you'll be able, so so in other words uh it's more of a statement about um hey look th- this is another one of those like don't continue to do your holier than now circles of folks right right uh uh you're, the 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 manager and the rich man are in that upper tier bracket and the insinuation is the manager didn't even you know, didn't even deal with the debtors in any mm-hmm. in any way, shape, or form. Deal with the people on 
you know, on on lower to use yeah. quotation marks here, lower levels, and and uh, don't just sit there with the, the other area. rich uh, people who are all in the same boat and mm -hmm. you know yeah. have not a want among them. Um, uh, go down and 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 spend time with those who are poor and needy and uh, unrighteous words, or the, unclean. The and, people who Jesus hung out with, right? Yeah, yeah, the the prostitutes and the tax collectors, because yeah. this is on the heels of that mm -hmm. uh, that discussion um, yeah. uh, in Luke. Um, yeah, uh, the 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 quotes there in ten through thirteen are are fairly are much more well known. Uh, maybe not eleven and twelve, but ten and thirteen for sure. Um, whoever is faithful in very little is faithful faithful in much, and whoever is unrighteous, I assume the same same use of the word. Oh, I'll check. That's a good question. Um, yeah. Okay, because it says dishonest. Whoever is un dishonest slash unrighteous in a very little is is uh, unrighteous in also in much. And then the concept of no slave can serve two masters for a slave will either hate the one and love the other or be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth, uh, which was the other reason why... Um, I, I tended to allow the latter part of the, the this reading to inform the idea that wealth itself was inherently unrighteous. Yeah, um, and again, this is, um, you know, what what is it that's most important to you? Gotcha. Uh, just as much, it can mean money, it can mean riches, but it also can be what is it that you give your alliance to? Mm, okay. Yeah. And of course, you know, in this period of time, I think it would be, I think wealth is a safe interpretation. It just loses a little bit of the nuance yeah. because uh, what would and what continues to be the thing that uh, um, we collectively agree that is is of utmost importance besides God, it'll be wealth. <laughs> it'll be money. Yeah. Um, uh, and and uh, that is that is a problem. <laughs> Continues to be a problem. Um, um, so, but yeah, this is this is definitely one of those. I don't envy you uh, having to do a sermon on it because it is one of those where it's like this one's a little uncomfortable, folks. Yeah. Like uh, uh, maybe buckle up a little bit uh, because it it does Here it, comes. it does turn you it does turn the modern reader on 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 your on its ear, um, uh, and and. In a way that I feel like a lot of other parables don't, because there are there are a number of weird things to parables that fly right by us because yeah. they don't, you know, we don't relate to them. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, you have to understand that, you know, during this period of time, X, Y, Z. Okay, that makes more sense. Uh, but well, like the Good Samaritan, right? But this one, the modern reader can go, uh, yeah, what? <laughs> this one hurts. <laughs> what? What are you? I don't like it, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I don't like this one. <laughs> Let's uh, talk about the prodigal son somewhere. Or actually, I, you know, for maybe I'd be looking around the, the the sanctuary, going, "Who's nodding along at this at this point? Which one of you is like, yes, dishonest wealth? Got it, love it, love it, love it, love it. I'm all about this. I'm way ahead of you. You, you. If you're not shaking your head, I don't trust you. I don't know what's going on over there. Um, but yeah, it's it, it it definitely does strike in such a way where you're like uh, that, that that wait I need it it begs more information yeah please more you put me in a weird spot <laughs> and of course the the answer to that is great listen you know, ask for God to say something about this in one's personal life there you go there you go uh, anything else but the sermon will be good too. <laughs> Wow. The gauntlet has been thrown. Right, you really has. <laughs> uh, anything else about this reading? Anything you want to point um, out? I'm just. Do we want to say anything about the fact that one of the one of the creditors uh, gets his bill halved, and the other one gets his bill, uh, uh, you know, only a, a fifth taken away? Yeah, it's it shows how there is no logic here. I got you. I got you. And and again, it's supposed to. It's another one that makes you stop and go, wait, what? 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 <laughs> right. Um, 
Because <laughs> one of the one of the things one of the other things that Jesus talks about a lot, especially in Luke, is everyone gets this. You're not going to get paid the same because the benefit is so infinite. Mm. So the, I'm thinking of the story of again a parable of the guy who hires workers for his vineyard three times during the day and pays them all the same. And the ones who work the longest, they said, wait a minute, we should get three times as those first folks. Right. And it's no, you're not competing for stars in your heavenly crown or the best seats in heaven. You're all receiving grace from God because God loves you and you don't really deserve it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, the antithesis of that, speaking of things that people do deserve, let's end this podcast. Yes. <laughs> Get on with your lives, people. You are free now. Uh, this will be the end of uh, your podcast, the 15th Sunday after Pentecost, September 18th, 2022, in your C. Uh, Join us uh, in worship on Sundays, 8 and 10 in person, 10 o'clock uh, broadcast live on uh, our YouTube channel, HFEC Videos. And until next week, I'm Ben. And I'm Bruce. And we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.